Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 77 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premiere video game podcast. Tonight, we have July's MPD figures. There's more evidence of Super Nintendo games coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Ninja's vacated Twitch channel has been used for different types of content since he left. There's new DualShock 4 controllers, and the Halo creative director of Halo Infinite has left 343 Industries. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Zessar Concepcion the second. Yes, I am here. This is our first telecall attempt, sir, the two of us. Yep, we do it all the time at work. It's finally time to put that shit to use. Easy breezy, baby. Michael said he had discovered a new method of recording, like, two separate Audacity streams. I think he's going to try to work that out with us. Doesn't work, man. You know that. Ghostbusters don't cross the streams. <laughs> we're not crossing them. We're just syncing them. Crossing the streams, man. <laughs> it's That's still crossing. That's how Stay Puft Marshmallow comes to, comes to life and Gozer and cats and dogs living together. I gotta First admit, harmony. I gotta admit, we'll see exactly what he's doing. But by the time I get done editing a podcast, I already have like eight or nine Audacity channels open. I don't want one other stream thrown in there, and then to try to have to match it up, I don't know. I, the phone calls sound pretty good to me, but we'll, we'll hear what he's got. We'll hear what he's come up with. Yeah, it don't hurt. Nope. Always down to try something new. It don't hurt. Anything wild and crazy going on? We got a uh, Gamescom this week. Gamescom is this week. It's kind of a late recording for us. Yeah, we always get, get we get one of those in every so often, so it happens. You could probably still hear it. My voice is a little fuzzy, but like Friday, I guess it was Thursday night. My throat was kind of crackly, and then Friday I started to lose it. It was Saturday. I couldn't even talk. People were saying something to me. I was just trying to whisper it, like just to get it out, you know, not actually use my voice for anything. It's a weird breathing motion, but I follow you. <laughs> breathing motion that's not gonna it's not gonna translate to the podcast all that well, so it'll just be a breathy sound. I mean, you you, you I mean you you breathe into the mic and it was kind of like that's what I heard. I'm like, it's cringy. So like uh, of some kind of mountain spirit, possibly, or just the damned. All right, you want to jump into news? We'll go ahead and get rolling. Rocking and rolling. Would you like to do MPD, sir, and save my what save my bah, breathiness? Bah, bah. So this is this yeah I got the MPD so from Game Daily Biz this is from uh, Sam Dastoff. Uh he reports that Nintendo continues its 2019 dominance in hardware and software. Uh, Nintendo Switch was a top seller for the month. It also ruled the software sales chart with uh, six of the ten top spots. Six uh, out of ten for the month of July. Yep. And I think he went to note in here at the peak of the Nintendo Wii, many titles with the Wii versions were on, on top 10 list, but for six of the top 10 to be Nintendo platform exclusives, as was the case in July, uh, I doubt that's been done before. And he quoted uh, Matt Pescatelli on that. So on that list of those games, you want to take a guess and see what was on there? Mm, I'm guessing Fire Emblem. You got it. Mario Maker. You got it. Is Mario Kart still on there? You got it. Three more. Smash. Yep. Always smashing. Hmm. Two left. Might run out of gas on that one. I didn't read that part of the article. It's your uh, most played game on the Switch. Uh, That would be The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yep. One more. Wow. Still holding on. Uh, I'm lost on on that last one, sir. It's uh, Michael McCloud Specialty. uh, Madden NFL 20. Nailed it. That was it. Ding, the ding, game ding. that's not on the Switch. <laughs> we got it on there. Apparently, I know we didn't throw it in the news, but apparently uh, EA has reversed their their much maligned Switch stance from last week that we discussed. Was it last week or two weeks ago? 
About two weeks ago, probably. Yeah. So apparently they are looking into more Switch ports, which only makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I'm, they can get burned out on there. I mean, they can get these remastered games. I just I don't think he knows what they want to do with them. That's why. Right. That's the problem. Hey, FIFA like probably. Like a, FIFA sells some, a shit ton on there, you know? Yeah, they're, they're at this point now where they just don't know what to do. What was that last game? I never guessed it. Uh, it's a Michael McCloud specialty. Um, Alan Wake. He legitly was playing the first game on Xbox when we recorded at his place last. Uh, that would be Dragon Quest. He was playing the first game. Oh, uh, Mark. yep, yep, yep. Ultimate Alliance. There we go. Hey, that's still hanging in there. Not bad. Well, seeing as, you know, Fire Emblem came in at number two for July, which was pretty good. That is um, a big finish. I've heard people not, talking about it nonstop, though. Did not have the the cojones. Or I don't say the cojones, but the, the steam. There we go. The steam to beat uh, Madden. 2020. Fire Emblem confirmed for Steam. You heard it here first. Cesar said it. Mm-hmm. Nailed so, it. So Madden is the number one game? Madden is the number one game. That's accurate. Madden Football yeah. is one of the biggest games of the year. Every single year, it is perennially on the top ten bestsellers list at the end of the year and has traditionally signaled the kickoff, hey <laughs> quote, of the video game release season. It's been number one in its launch month for 20 consecutive years. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, 2020, man. I did see in here, uh, well, it's not in this article, but I saw a tweet. Do you know uh, what game was the number one seller the last time Madden release was not number one for its month? So let, let's deconstruct it. <laughs> Break it so down. If we're in 2019, yep. and it's been 20 years, it'll be yep. 1999. Yep. Uh, Madden came out in September. You just pre-ordered. So, you just pre-ordered the remaster. It's Final Fantasy VIII. Yeah, I was gonna guess Final Fantasy VIII because it's been twenty years for Final Fantasy VIII. Final Fantasy VIII, it's man. 20. That was the last time a game beat out Madden in its release month. That's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. That was a big one. That was uh, the one with the updated visuals, and it was just right after the heels, uh, heels of Final Fantasy VII. So. Uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate continued its domination of the fighting genre in July. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is quickly approaching Smash Brothers Brawl position as the best-selling fighting game of all time. I didn't think there were that many copies of Brawl out there. Yeah, this is the, don't, literally the only thing people bought on Wii. <laughs> that and Super Mario Galaxy and Wii Fit. Mario Kart Wii. There are a shit ton of copies of Mario Kart. I think that's the Fucking number one seller. It's the worst Mario Kart, in my opinion. <laughs> it's <but>. not good. <laughs> we tried to get into it and didn't like it. So they can have it. It is what it is. Okay, so right around right around that same time period, you had Mario Kart DS, which was a way better game with a D-pad. Well, I mean, I was over. I was at that point. I was over the waggle. So you I don't want to play Skyward Sword, but it's the most controls a killer for me. I just went and got a copy and popped it in. For some reason, I didn't have you and I played it a couple years ago. Did I have a digital copy? No, you had a physical one. You just went in there like, oh, I'll just buy it again later, and then traded it in. I think I got. I think I got way more for it than I. Yep. Than I got yeah. it this last round. Because it's I, like what you normally do. You just tops. You just throw stuff in the the GameStop pricing thing, and if it's like trade in two, get an extra twenty dollars or whatever. You usually when you get rid of them. We have this conversation at least once a week about a game that you swore you have <laughs> that I got rid of. <laughs> yeah. I knew you would know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I picked it up for less than I got rid of that that last copy. No, because we played a copy at Sukasa when we were trying to get into it. We did. You fell asleep. I got like five hours into it. You passed out. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the gumption to play like that anymore. So. I was like, this game's amazing. 
It was good. Until you get to the first dungeon. I think that's as far as I got. Alright, so I don't have it in games play, but I did pop it in last night since I just got that copy. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm playing it on the 14-inch the Trinitron that I have. Actually, yeah, it is a 14-inch. And it's forced letterbox 4x3. Like, it, it forces widescreen on a 4x3 image. Even if you have the Wii set to 4x3. So I might be breaking out that, uh, that HD CRT I have and just playing it that way. Do you remember what we played it on when you and I were doing that marathon? The Samsung TV that you no longer talk about. Or the TV you went and got. I don't know, I can't remember if it was a Sony or something. But the S-Video. S-Video. Your S-Video went bad. You had to get rid of it. That's what we were playing on? Mm -hmm. I thought we were playing it in widescreen on something like the. I was hoping it was the plasma because I think it would look really good on that plasma. It wasn't. Oh, it was the TV I had to get rid of. But the S video went out that I was in shambles. Thanks for bringing it up, dude. You asked. We just talked about this. <laughs> you asked. I answered. I can't help. Then you taught me I with the guy, the guy wearing out the S video port on both sides. Yeah, he's sitting there just <laughs> inserting it and then like, like, fuck this guy. <laughs> That never works again. Oh shit! That TV was heavy as hell. Never again. It took both of us, and we moved it to two different houses and moved it upstairs here. Mm -hmm. Never again. All right, that's MPD. Top game is Madden. Top hardware is Switch. Nintendo Switch. Uh huh. I kept reading that as Wii for some reason. I uh, don't know if this is news quite yet, but The Verge reports that Nintendo Switch. Uh, a Nintendo Switch SNES controller has been spotted in an FCC filing. The original post comes from Reset Era. Photos of the new Super Nintendo controller have been marked as confidential until next year. However, a label location reveals there could be ZL and ZR buttons on the top of this section could form port or part of the Joy-Con docking rail to attach them to Switch. So, I think... This will be like the Nintendo controllers we got, and they will add Super Nintendo games to Nintendo Online. And they'll keep adding weird ones that we don't want to play. <laughs> we'll get some good ones to start with, and then they'll get weird shit. Like, we, weren't we just talking about the NES Online stuff and how that seems to have come to the end of the road? Yeah, I, I see most of the first-party ones are out there, and most of the third-party software companies are probably looking at some way to relaunch those and ways they can collect money from it so yeah so many nintendo titles had licensing attached to them so I, I can imagine it's tough like we basically have all the ones from the nes classic right mm-hmm yeah mm, i think so yeah is final fantasy on there no final nope. fantasy is not part of the switch online nope that's a glaring omission you got all the Mario's on there at this point. You got both the Zeldas and the like special edition Zeldas they made. You got no Final Fantasies. You got no Dragon Quest. Uh, there's no Dragon Quest worth having on NES. I would argue. Uh, you have <laughs> no Dragon Quest one. Press A to stairs. <laughs> no Dragon Quest two. Press A to pick up item from pot. And then. Uh, Dragon Quest 3, press A to ford the river and die from dysentery. Oh my god. I, I remember that being a different game than Dragon Quest. I did play it though. It is familiar. Yeah, when they localize it, they call it the Worgen Trail. Alright, so... <laughs> this is the worst crossover ever. Alright, so you think uh, Super Nintendo games might be coming. There was a leaked list a couple of months ago. We got a lot of uh, dead air in this episode. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't think they'll do it at Tokyo Game Show. I don't know when they would do it. Probably beginning of next year. 
they can do a surprise announcement. Depends on what they got, because, I mean, this year seems full. I think they're fine. Yeah, they're rolling into the holidays with no issue. Because, I mean, we got Ask for Chain at the end of the month. We have uh, Damon X Machina next month. We have, I mean... Pokemon's going to run all over everybody. You got Zelda in September also. Zelda. You have uh, Zelda. Louis, Luigi in October. Yep. Is Pokemon November or December? Uh, November. November. I don't think they have anything in December, so... I, I'd imagine this is like the um, what uh, last year was, or the year before last, when uh, PlayStation and Xbox had all their big hitters that one year mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. When we were getting like a big game almost every month. Um, the Verge story wraps up. The FCC filing reveals very little other information apart from the fact that the Super Nintendo controller will naturally include Bluetooth support, has a 525 milliamp hour internal battery, and a USB port. Which evidently is a larger battery than some phones. But that's neither here or there. Damn, how long would it take for Super Nintendo games? You charge the controller like once every decade, it just rolls out. Mm-hmm. It's like the SP battery. You see all these stories of people like finding SPs in drawers and they just turn them on and they work. My SP battery still works. I mean, like, they charged it, they left it, and then they didn't come back to it for like five years and they turned it on and it just worked. Oh, I got you. It still yeah, held yeah. the charge for five Door- years ago. Yeah, it held the charge. I'm sorry, I, mis- I mis- uh, misspoke about that. No, it's fine. I got you. I got Unlike you. the PSP, which when you go to look at its battery, <laughs> it's protruding from the back of your device. Mm-hmm. I need I'm to surprised ch- how surprised how long my Vita battery lasts because I think I charged it and I left it alone for like a month, a month and a half, and it was still at 100. percent I was like, eh, okay. I turned mine. I could test mine right here. I turned mine off last time I put it in the case on my Final Fantasy 10 playthrough. Mm-hmm. Let's see what it's sitting at. How many weeks ago was that? Hmm. We could check the podcast notes. Eight to ten. No, I must have put it in sleep. It's dead as a doornail. Yeah, the, I noticed that the OLEDs actually dies quicker, but the LCD one doesn't die as fast. Better battery? Don't know. Probably the screen, maybe? Doesn't yeah. uh, sit there and drain it as much? Turn on those organic things on and off? I think it's come out since uh, we talked about those screens. I think the improvement to that switch is just the battery. I don't think it, it has any kind of screen improvement. Yeah, the screen improvement. I got confirmed that um, IGN did an article on it and said that it had a brighter screen. Is it one of those sharp screens we thought it was? I don't think so. I just think they said the screen was brighter. I got you. Like, um, like Michael said it was. He said he knows it was brighter. Yeah. And it just could be the efficiency of the battery. So. All right, you want to take this next story about uh, Ninja's channel and what Twitch is using it for? Not really, but let's go ahead. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you know, we all know that uh, Ninja left Twitch and... During free agency, and is now working for the mixers, making that eight to ten million a year supposed rumor. Philadelphia seventy uh, mixers, huh? The Philadelphia seventy mixers. Yeah, seventy mixers. There we go. That was a good one. Sorry, I'm trying to look at this thing right here. So it's, it turns out that his uh, his page was it still directing users to live stream hardcore porn on Sunday <laughs> instead of video game battles. Because I think what it was doing was like it was saying that their um, your viewers in another castle kind of like a play on uh, Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. And then it'll say like, hey, here's some other viewers that are similar to the one you were looking for. But apparently, for right. whatever reason, Twitch decided, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's link up some porn battles. And this is through an article from Wired by Luis Masekes. I totally slaughtered that last name, but it sounds cooler when I said it. I think so, too. Um, yeah. I mean, that just goes into details about how, you know, recommendations work. But I just think, I don't know what what to think. 
because he doesn't do hardcore porn, so I don't know how that would get on his <laughs> channel. So. so when he left Twitch and went to Mixer, he deactivated his account. They opened well, it. Go ahead. Yeah, they they remember they uh they took off his verified immediately. Yeah. So they opened his, and they they were just playing random Fortnite people so that they can they can send his traffic to their own other viewers. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not going to send the, his former viewers to a competing platform. And apparently somebody purchased, I guess, somebody purchased that time slot, and it was a hardcore Russian pornography. There we go. So that's, a, that's an exciting little bit that was on uh, his channel, and he had to come out and uh, speak out against it and say that, you know, he's embarrassed and his people have gotten with Twitch and it was a big to-do. Yeah, he's anti-porn on hey. his channel. <laughs> on his former channel. Mm-hmm. Hey, I will note this. He said he didn't he didn't ever stream with women, so uh, he got women on his channel somehow. Yeah, his, his reason on that was weird, but let's keep Neither here or there. That was for me to judge. Yeah, we talked about that when it was news. Him saying that he didn't want to stream with people who weren't his wife because then people would be talking about, you know, his interaction with other women in his chat on his channel and stuff like that. And he didn't want to put his wife through that. Yeah. Which is his business, I guess. When you're the top dog, that's the uh, that's the you can make those kind of platform stances. Hmm. It's amazing he said it out loud. Most people <laughs> just like, no, that is. Work with who I want to work with and just leave it at that. Right. All right. Uh, no more ninja porn. I know that's your favorite topic. Uh, Sony announced. Yeah, it was all about it. <laughs> Sony announced some new DualShock 4. I'm, uh, I'm right now colors. on uh, Red Tube looking at ninja porn. <laughs> Does not show him at all. It shows other ninja porn. <laughs> it's not the green haired dude that plays Fortnite? No, there's other types of ninja porn out there apparently. Okay. They still and have green hair? None of them is Ninja Gaiden. Is any of them playing Fortnite? Nope. Oh god, I was I was led, I was led down this path by Twitch. I promise. Like they meet in the bamboo forest and then they just start duking it out sexually with swords. A type of sword. <laughs> oh god, let's move on to these DualShock fours, sir. Are you in the market for a new controller? I'm always in the market for a new <laughs> controller. You got any new colors out there for me? How about titanium blue? You got anything else? Um, sir, if you don't like that color, we also have electric purple. I do love me some purple. I have me in purple 2DS and several purple Xbox One controllers somehow. All right, let me pitch you this because there's two other ones. Yeah. The purple is very, very bright. If you would like to lose your controller, it gets maybe like a, a floor mat or some lava, something like that. There's a red camouflage controller. I'll never find it because there's red everywhere. My my chair is actually red, so it'll disappear. It'll just blend right in because of the camouflage. <laughs> it knows a thousand languages. <laughs> Gets lost in his own controller museum. Controller museum. I know some people that buy every PS4 controller that comes out. They have every variant. Please, I, please deny that it is you, sir. No, I have a I have a crystal one and I have a blue crystal one, a blue see-through one. Yeah. I am it's heavily interested in this purple one because I got some kind of weird affinity on the color purple. The, the purple actually um, looks really good. I would say that's the best looking out of these four. The last one is uh, rose gold, of course. Which I think they got a headset for that as well, right? Yeah, a rose gold-hued gold wireless headset, according mm-hmm. to Polygon. 
It looks clean. Yeah, the gold rose looks good. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that want that color. When did rose gold become a thing? Was that a, like, I only associate that with Apple products. Did Apple make that a thing? Or when did that, when did rose gold become such a big shtick? I can only think of an Apple thing. I'm sure we'll get a correction somewhere. Like, you stupid bitch. Yes, please send your corrections on the history of rose gold schema for technology to Russell. He reviews every email at nofodcast at gmail.com. Dealing exclusively with rose gold. <laughs> He's a rose gold specialist. He is. He has a rose gold he, uh, computer. He even um he even likes to go to the Rose Bowl sometimes. The Rose Bowl? Mm-hmm. Rose Gold Person. Rose Bowl? Yeah, it's in the Gold State. I don't know, is California the Gold State? Yes, they have the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> and the 49ers. <laughs> and the 49ers. It's kind of what they're known for, right? Yeah. Gold Rush. Who has the Golden Tate Warriors this year? Do we know where he ended up at? Golden Tate. Damn, um, he was with uh, he was with Philly. He didn't renew because he got. I think he got traded when he was with the uh, Detroit to Philly, and he's with the Giants now. Giants. Mm-hmm. This is that time of year where we have to learn where all the new people are at. Yes, he's with the Giants. You're correct, sir. So the the only thing is. Yeah, football's not as bad just this year just basketball this year is going to be a nightmare because everybody and their mom decided to split right like like the whole balance of the league changed it's like there's no more super teams it's like super duels on like every team now do you think that'll be more exciting for basketball it'll keep everything more even that's I mean, good we'll actually uh, can probably see the Clippers make, make the finals when's the last time you can say that never and not my lifetime not since the 70s, probably, right? Yep, not in my lifetime. <laughs> Golden Tate Warriors. I'm excited for football. This is our last weekend with no uh, steady Saturdays and Sundays. Yep, I feel bad for Michael because that means he's going to roll right into uh, finishing the football game before we start recording. He loves this time of year. It's his favorite. We're starting to bring, we're starting to bring him around. You you already said Madden was his number one. That's his special. Yep, I did. McLeod special. I'm, I'm, Pushing that into existence. Michael McLeod 2020. <laughs> uh, wrapping up this article, the new Polygon, the new Polygon, from Polygon, the new DualShock 4 wireless controllers will be available this September for $64.99, and the new gold wireless headset will be available for $99.99. Those are good headsets, but I haven't bought one since the PS3 one, the ones that kicked really hard. This one? Nope. The pul- I think they were called Pulse Elite. Oh, yeah, with the big base. Nope, since you're sending me that, it's a live air cre- correction. I have the PlayStation 20th anniversary version of those. I... The gray ones. I don't think I have that one. I think I have the 500 million uh, version of this one as well. Is so that you, your as go-to? As you can see, this one is uh, starting to fall apart. Yes, that is your go-to for sure. But... I, I just looked online. I just did some research. You can actually just buy another one right here and just see it pop off. Dude, they're super inexpensive. I brought back some... I found some uh, Audio-Technicas that were secondhand that were just really good used headphones with raggedy ear cups. And I, mm-hmm. I bought them off eBay for like 11 or $12. It's like a brand new pair of headphones. Yeah. And they got some blue ones that kind of match this. So I'm going to pick some up uh, from Amazon. They're like 10 bucks. Yeah. Oh, you're, the cups will match the rest of the headset? 
Yeah. That'll look it good. Just pops, it just pops right off, yeah. Is that your go-to headset for PlayStation and Xbox and everything? No, PS3. Uh, headset noise canceling. Always. Okay, you use that for everything. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Oh, you're busting out the Sennheisers for the recording. Yeah, because this one's got the mic built into the yep 3.5 millimeter. So I just use the adapter here. And it does sound uh, good. For whatever reason, the the noise canceling ones does not have a mic inside their uh, 3.5 millimeter. So can you get an additional? Because I had to buy a thing for my Sennheisers like that. You you do they do sell one for the Sony ones, but they are very spotty. So like I had bought one and it worked for a while and then just quit. Yeah. Because they don't have an official one from Sony, and these third-party ones are just finicky. Sometimes they last, sometimes they don't. So. I got you. All right, we kind of buried the lead here. This is coming from Kotaku and Jason Schreier. Uh, this was late news Friday. Uh, Tim Longo, creative director for the upcoming Halo Infinite, left developer 343 Industries this week. Kotaku has learned that's part of a leadership shakeup that arrives late in the development of the next Halo game, which is scheduled for release in fall 2020. Uh, when reached by Kotaku, Microsoft confirmed Longo's departure and sent over the following statement. Roles and responsibilities of various team members regularly evolve to meet the needs of a game. Throughout development, we have recently had two changes to the Halo Infinite development team. Our executive producer, Mary Olson, will now take charge of the campaign team on Halo Infinite as the lead producer, utilizing her many years of experience at 343 to help craft a great campaign for fans. Additionally, Tim Longo has recently departed our team, and we are truly thankful for his many contributions to our games our studio, and the Halo universe. We wish Tim nothing but the best in his future endeavors. All right, senor. How do you feel about that? I mean, it sounds like big news, but only unless that game gets pushed back, I don't think it's going to change anything. Whatever uh, roadmap they got going is probably still following the course. Is probably why they were able to make that change. So. It seems to me, and we're we're known Halo fans on this podcast. We're getting ready to resume our playthrough of four and five with uh with Russell, and it seems like they have learned enough from four and five's successes and failures. I think they know what they want to do. You think? Yeah. I mean, they, they seems like this is. I think this is going to be a soft reboot of the Halo franchise. So. Yeah, they're they're saying it's kind of a, a reimagining almost. I mean, I, I guess it'll be it's going to be like their God of War, so where they took yeah. something that's been around for a while and kind of like, all right, we're going to freshen it up and do a different spin on it. We've already seen from that trailer that they're you know they're not afraid to roll back on that that busy look from five. You know, they've they've already peeled back some of the Master Chief's armor, as it were, and and made it more like the earlier Halo titles. So you, you think this will have a, a big impact, or? I don't think so. I think whatever uh, path they're going on is going on. It could be, I'm sure we'll get something more behind the scenes. He probably wanted to do something going this direction, and probably wanted to keep it. Um, maybe he wanted to go a little bit further than we're going to allow him to do. Yeah. Creative differences. I, I imagine we'll probably get some, uh, we'll see something in that in the future, but. And they decided, like they probably discussed it out, and decided it was best for him to move on to something else that fit that role for him. Yeah. Because they probably didn't want to go that direction. They already had an idea of what they wanted. I'm sure we'll see that. But I, mean, I doubt it's going to be anything like a uh, huge, huge war. It's like, um, like they had to redo this game for some reason, you know? Right, right, right. This doesn't all of a sudden become, 
you know, not an Xbox title. You know, it's not in complete shambles because of this. Yeah, I, yeah, because I mean, if, if that was going to be the case, I would imagine um, we would have got a pushback. And that Halo ship is mostly steered by uh, Kiki Wolfkill and Bonnie Ross and Frank O'Connor and Jay, uh, I always want to say Jason Statham. What's the guy that wrote the uh, Jason Jason Staten? He wrote a bunch Staten. of the early scripts. Yeah. Yeah, it's like my Travis Barker, Travis. <laughs> Jason, I make Jason State the part of the Halo creative team. Mm-hmm. All right, sir. We're not he's worried. He's on there. He's in between breaks from making his uh, Fast and the Furious movies. He's like, how do I make the next Master Chief? <laughs> All right, that's it for our news. Are we are we happy with our news segment? Yeah, I mean, I know it's a little different flow because we're not all in the same room, so but it's very different, for sure. All right, ready to go into games played? We can. Kick us off, sir. I want to hear about several of the titles you put down. What about the million that you played? I played all Wii games. You want to hear about fucking Wii games? <laughs> I'll, I'll kick into it if that's what we're doing. Yeah, we'll go. Mine's going to be short and simple. All right. I mean, it's my, mine, I mean, there's nothing going to add on the ongoing titles that I'm going through right now. So, I mean, the only ones that I'll speak about that I played this week is I did finish up uh, Lost Sphere. Uh, I did get that Platinum on there. and I think I ended up putting about 40 hours into the game. 40-hour JRPG? That's That sounds mm-hmm. reasonable. It's a very fucking PlayStation 1-ish type game. I mean... Uh, there, there's a little bit parts on there where it's weak on there, but there, there's some interesting points in the story that I liked a lot. Um, Gameplay-wise, it can get stale sometimes in the battle system. I noticed that playing it on uh, easy is the way to go. If you do ever decide to play it, normal is not the way to do it. That game can be unforgiving sometimes in certain battles where it's just plain bullshit. Really? It was like that even on easy mode where I'm like, if I had it in a normal, I, don't, I think I'd be slightly more frustrated because I think it would add to more to the length of the game. But most of that would be just like you feel like it's just it's just bullshit they're trying to add. So I think easy was the best way to play it. Did they cheapen um, it or made it where you had to grind or what? Like how did they how did how does it, it feel like they padded that out? It's not really a grind issue because the battles are pretty quick. Yeah. Um, so it's not like you feel like you're in battles forever there, uh, unless you're in a boss battle. So it's like even if you do have to grind it, it goes by pretty quickly. And they have some little cheats in there because there's there's parts in there where you you have these um, Velco suits, which is kind of like a um, like Magitek armor suits from Final Fantasy VI. Mm-hmm. And you get an ability later on in the game where it's called Scan. And you can run Scan, and if it's like enemies that are lower level than you and you're in that suit, you automatically win the battle. So, I mean, there's ways oh, around it. That helps. That that uh, if you have to, like, backtrack, you don't have to sit there and get in constant battles and, and avoid it. But um, it's just, I, I don't know. I, I think it would just cheapen it a little bit. It probably would add maybe another 10 hours to my gameplay. And I just don't. I think at that point it would be more. Uh, story's good, but I don't think the story's that good where it would push you enough to go through these. Like, all right, I got to battle a lot, but I want to find out what happens next. After I think it will be more along the lines where most people would be like I'm battling too much. This is too much bullshit. <laughs> I don't think it's worth all of this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just stop playing the game altogether. So I think easy is the best way to do it. But I mean, I did enjoy it a lot, and just uh, and it, it's different for me than it is for most people because my my bread and butter is uh, PS1 RPGs back in the day, and it reminded me a lot like that. Um, except I didn't get the random uh, Final Fantasy IX thing where you know I'm fighting Kuja as the boss, and then some random demon guy comes at the end. It's like I'm the real final boss. It's like you had nothing to do with this fucking game, but whatever. <laughs> You didn't have anything to do but, with the story the entire 90 hours I played. Yeah, and it's like some random dude's like, oh, I've been controlling everything from behind the scenes the whole time. I'm like, who's this guy? He just shows up for the final battle. You beat him, he doesn't 
resolve anything. That sucks. So I was like, I remember that from Final Fantasy IX. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> and I was like fucking 16 when I beat that game. But uh, So what about it makes it a callback to the PS1 RPGs? Um, I just, The battle system is kind of like a mix of the Super Nintendo where it's kind of like a, it's borderline Chrono Trigger Final Fantasy VI. But the what I think what does it for me is the engine. The sprites is very like Final Fantasy VII ish, so Final Fantasy Nine ish yeah. gives you that look. Uh, Good the music. Dungeons are the music's all music's all right. I mean, there's a lot of piano in there, like uh, silhouettes for pianos. Uh, it's not as bad as I Am Satsuna, which seemed like when I played I Am Satsuna, it was exclusively piano silhouettes for that whole soundtrack. <laughs> this one has a little bit more variety. But, I mean, there's some memorable tunes, but I'm not sitting here paying $14.99 for the soundtrack on iTunes. I looked at it, I was like, eh, I don't know if I paid $14.99 for it. I thought about it. but Right. It was like $9.99 maybe, and the only reason why I thought about it is because they didn't have it on Spotify. So I'm into that thing where I'm playing games now, and I just I go through the soundtrack as I'm playing them. So, that so is I can cool. get immersed in that world. Mm-hmm. I was doing that with Final Fantasy XII. I took a break on that this week, but I was listening to that soundtrack a lot because... Yeah. Apple Music and Amazon Music have the original and the remastered, the like reorchestrated one they did for the Zodiac Age. Mm-hmm. Which both, you know, it's kind of like the 10 remaster soundtrack. They both have their merits. Like, there's good tracks on both. Yeah. More music's a great thing, in my opinion. I, I always have the old stuff to go to, and there's like a new imagining of it. That's not a bad thing. Yeah, nothing wrong with it, especially when you're not paying uh, $30 every time out your ass. Yep. Part of my language. It's very accurate and importing. Not it. saying it. Not saying it's not worth it. I'm not saying it's not worth it because I do look at the Square Enix store and I look at the Final Fantasy fourteen soundtracks, which are exclusively on Blu-ray. And I'm sitting there like, I'm thinking about jumping on the, jumping on them because it's like a, they are interesting because they have the whole soundtrack on Blu-ray, which sucks because you have to play it on the Blu-ray player. Right. But it does accompany some like music videos that goes with some of the songs, which is very different. So kind of interested in seeing what those will look like. And it's lossless audio on Blu-ray. Yes, this is true. <laughs> Alright, so I look up Lost Fear on Amazon Music and it's exactly three tracks and they're all piano. <laughs> it's the piano silhouettes, right? It's somebody's cover, yeah. It's covers from the game. Yeah, so I beat it. I liked it. It was good. Um, I don't think I would... Uh, I would probably eventually go back to it because, I mean, there are some... There are some parts of the story that I thoroughly enjoyed, and there were some nice twists in the very end. Um, there is a part in there where you get the credits, and you thought you beat the game. And I think one of my friends on the friends list stopped playing the game at that point, so I think he thought the game was done. He's like, yeah, this is good enough for me. But I think he actually <laughs> went through it. and got the real ending. So yeah. he's like, I beat the game. <laughs> so, um, But yeah, I went in there, and it's about another 10 hours afterwards. So it's like uh, you, you find out somebody was playing with your mind a little bit, and it's a little callback to those games. It's like it was a it's nice cool. uh, stroll down memory lane. Yeah, like you I were... said, your your model your models may vary because everybody's experience in their childhood and all that's different. So yeah, you just play the nostalgia and, factor. You messaged us and said the nostalgia factor was huge for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, you could play and be like, eh, it's all right. <laughs> I played better RPGs. Right. Um, outside of that, the next uh, big two games I played this week is uh, I started playing the visual novel called Fatal Twelve. Um. It's a. I ordered it from Amazon Japan. It's on the PS4. I think it's digital PS4 here, but it was a physical copy in Japan. I went ahead and just got the physical copy because I'm always a big in visual novels. Fatal Twelve. Uh, it's Fatal Twelve, and it's it's a it is a for once not a about a guy 
in the school with a harem of girls after him. Chasing pants. So, yeah, for once. This one is, uh, you play as a female protagonist. Is, I, I think her name's, uh, they call her, nickname her like Rennie or something like that. Mm-hmm. So the, the game starts out and she bumps into this girl and they get in their, they get in this uh, train car and she notices the girl's carrying a bomb and the bomb goes off and it Whoa. goes into great excruciating detail about how the bomb burned the flesh off her uh, her bones and everything. And I was like, damn, the shit is like, I could feel the pain in there. So, uh, she ends up like she can feel her consciousness leaving her body as she dies and she ends up waking up and she's alive and she's trying to figure out what happened. And so she goes to sleep and it gets visited by these, um, her name's like Parma or something like that. It's like a goddess who kind of explains this is her and 12 other people. That's the name fatal 12 yeah. that had died around each other. in the same circumstances. Um, it doesn't go into detail why, why they're doing this, but apparently one of them can survive. But they have to eliminate the other one, so it's very like a oh, dung gum rung pa, okay. like that type of thing where you have to like one survives type situations oh, or battle shit. royale that type of thing on there. So and they try to make it better where because the lady's like, well, technically none of you are supposed to exist because somebody's like, so I got to kill off the person. It's like, well, technically none of you are supposed to exist because you died. Right. So it's like you, you just kind of just wipe them from existence. So what what they end up doing is like you have a book which is kind of hollow in the center, and you have cards. And then these cards contain information on the person that you're playing, on their name, how they died, and their biggest regret. And then they have three random, uh, three other cards that are random from the other 12 people in that room. So you're trying to find out their information and guess who they are, how they died, and what the regret is. And you pay, basically take this person out of the running to see who's going to be the final person that survives. Okay. So, uh, and there's some, like, catches in between there because that uh, person's on there. It's, like, the bullshit you, that person does to try to figure stuff out. So, like, let's say if you go through, and it's, it takes place over 12 weeks. It's 12 people over 12 weeks. After 12 weeks, one person survives. One person continues to exist out of the, uh, the 12 people that have died. Damn. Like that. So, uh, the way she explains it, it's, like, so if you, if you sit there and some of these people are helping other people out as they go through these 12 weeks... If that person ceased to exist, whatever stuff they did to interact with that world will revert back. So it's like that person never existed to begin with. Oh, shit. The stakes are so, high. Yeah. So it's like uh, like if you help people out along the way, then it never happens. So you, you could have saved somebody week one and then you disappear in week seven. That person in week one is going to die. Damn. So it's like I got maybe about uh, six or seven hours into it. It's pretty good. It sounds great. Um, it's do very you, different. Yeah. Do you uh, see the consequences play out? If that person I, doesn't make it, I haven't gotten that far yet. So like the when they did the introductions, there's like a goddess and she kind of goes in there and explains the rules. And you're like in a big giant courtroom and each one has like a witness stand. And so they they kind of show an example where one of uh, I think number twelve. They, they they don't you can't call it the names because they're trying to you're trying to figure out who these people are. Right. So they go numeral twelve. You can challenge one person. And if you challenge that person, you have a way to knock each other off. So it shows 12 going up, challenge number six. They never said the name of the girl for number six. Two of them come up, one of them comes down. So that's your your clue that one of them did not survive. Uh. So he figured out the information on that person, found out the name, the cause of death, and the big regret, and their biggest regret. Done deal. So, that's just, so it's, it's over 12 weeks. I just completed week one. I think it's about four or five hours. So, but I'll give it some more go. It's, it's, it's different. It's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Sounds cool. 
Uh, and then the last game I played in uh, excruciating detail this week is uh, which I was playing just now. Excruciating detail. Yeah, is uh, Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. I'm on this uh, kick right now. There's five Prince of Persia games that came out. Six that came out. The last generation. Mm-hmm. None this one. Fucking Ubisoft. Wow. Uh, just like Splinter Cell. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there was one. Remember they leaked out that was. Like another reimagining outside of the, the one with Nolan North, that just got canceled, or I think it ended up turning out to be like, uh, ended up turning into like Assassin's Creed Origins or something like that. I don't remember that. Yeah, because it was supposed to they it was somebody leaked it, so it was supposed to be Prince of Persia, but I think it ended up uh, becoming Origins. It was something that was uh, early PS4, if I remember correctly. I got to find an article somewhere around there. Man, I tried uh, playing that reboot when it went backwards compatible and it was a beautiful game it played really well but i could not not hear nathan drake of persia that's all i heard yeah which is weird because he's also in uh desmond and the assassin's creed so desmond desmond is that the first one yeah the first, oh second third fourth, it's the fifth, it's the main earth character the present the day modern one that's right present day yeah so um yeah my, my goal is to go through all all six of them on uh, I'll do them all on PS3 probably. How are you playing those? Uh, uh, HD collection on PS3, which I think was exclusive to them. Okay. That's also uh, 3D, isn't it? It is 3D. Yeah. I have that PlayStation 3D TV. Would you like to play those on it? Probably not, because I don't even use 3D anymore on my 3DS. Gotcha. The allure but, uh, is the allure is dead. No, it's fine. I just. I'd just rather just play in 2D and not have to worry about 3D. It's a lot of hassle. Charging yeah, the glasses. It's not worth it. Not in my opinion, at least. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go through uh, Sands of Time, War Within. And the thing is, I think I got half... I beat Sands of Time on PC way, way back in the day when I was still in college. Yeah. I got ha- I got halfway through War Within and I never beat it. So this will be... I would actually beat War Within and I would actually play... Um, the Two Thrones. Never played that one? Never played that one. I never played the Reimagining Prince of Persia, and I never played the Forgotten Sands, which was the movie tie-in. Mm-hmm. Which I heard was also really good. My case keeps sliding down. I saw um, that. We lose, you. we lose you occasionally on the uh, it, uh, visual feed. Yeah, the case keeps sliding down. I look at it, and it's like... <laughs> so, uh, yeah, because this little kickstand is not uh, 100% right now. Like the Switch but, kickstand? Uh, Mm-hmm. See, because I, I, I think I need a new case because there's like a little uh, the snap-in right here. Yeah. For whatever reason, it just it doesn't hold anymore. So it's like it just kind of wore out its welcome. So if I keep like if I let it go, eventually we'll hit the power button, and then. No, please go, don't let that happen. Go to sleep. No. But that's it for me in games play. Nothing too crazy. I mean, I got a little. Uh, I mean, I'm still going through my uh, my weekly stuff. Yeah. Nothing major to talk about. I'm almost done with Musha. I'm like maybe another 15 minutes into it. Uh, I did pick up uh, Sands of Destruction on on the DS. I put in maybe about ten hours into that, but I got about another ten hours. I'll talk about that once I beat Sands of Destruction. So Sands of Destruction. What is that? It's a RPG that was made by Image Epoch. Image Epoch. That came out for the DS and published by Sega. Mm-hmm. Uh, you. It's turn based. It's pretty funny. They have an anime that came out with it. The anime was only about twelve episodes. So you you play in a world where this uh, I forgot the name of the girl, but she's a part of an organization called the World Annihilation Front, 
and she's trying to destroy the world. And then you you play as a character called Kiri who um, has this weird ability who can activate and kind of like turn everybody to sand. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to use him to destroy the world because this world is being run by like a feral animals, kind of like a animal type people. Yeah. And they're like lower on the food chain, so they're using humans as like slaves, and Oof. they live in like villages and stuff like that. So um, I'm looking at a that. screenshot. It kind of looks like a 3D Golden Sun almost. I don't know if I'll go that far because Golden Sun is like an isometric. This one's kind of like a, it's more of on the 2D-ish side. Okay. But the battle system is pretty good. And you have a, like a small attack and a long attack, basically. So, and then they have different like uh, magic skills. And they and they use it where they can use both screens. So sometimes you'll get a flying enemy that's on the top screen. And you have to use a different set of attacks versus an enemy on the bottom screen. Cool. But, yeah, I got maybe about 10 hours into it. I'm going through it. I'll talk about it more once I beat so gotcha so it's been on my list i watched the anime the anime is pretty good so i ended up uh, buying the anime on uh, dvd i think it was like 12 bucks sands of destruction for mm-hmm. ds dynamic dual screen battles an epic grand adventure yeah it's um it's got a pretty good value on ebay i see that it looks highly uh rev- you know well reviewed yeah, that well, that company was very good at making RPGs. That was the one that um, I think they remember the CEO just randomly disappeared. He just came back. Is that, they, uh, they went, they is that went who he was with? About two years ago, huh? Is that who he was with? Yeah, and he came back and he's with another company now making RPGs, which is what like Furusa or something like that. I can't remember what it is. Where they're coming out with like all these uh, Alliance Alive HD and all that now. Okay. Did that get a date yet? Alliance Alive comes out in October. I just bought that for uh, 3DS, and they yeah. announced the they announced the port. I was like, great. Of yeah, course. it's October 15th. Yeah, but man, it'll drop in price by the time you're ready to play it again. We have a habit of bringing stuff back from the dead, as long-time but, listeners will know. Yeah, and no, I've only put like five hours in Alliance Alive, so I'll I'll probably play it on PS4. I prefer playing that stuff on TV anyway. So right. Especially with, uh, I don't mind getting the trophies. That's always been a, a vice of mine that I enjoy. I know you do enjoy the trophy chase. Yep. But yes. yeah, that's it for me on the this week. So you can go ahead and uh, d- divulge into your world of uh, Wii games. Oh God, before we do the Wii games, let's do, uh, you and I played some Wolfenstein Youngblood. Uh, we did. It was almost a week ago at this point. About a week ago. Um, I had a lot of fun with that game. It took some getting used to. Like, it's not a... It doesn't play like the other two Wolfenstein games. It's almost like a, a whole nother animal. Uh, yeah, the only thing that killed it for me is the fucking, um... Spawn points. Oh, God. A lot of, a lot of times it spawned us at the beginning of the levels, and we we sat there for like a good 10, 15 minutes getting where we're at. And, um... The battle system is, uh... It can be very unforgiving. Yeah. So, it's not designed... To, for us to run around solo. I noticed that when we split apart, we died very quickly. Oh, yeah. We had to stay together. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple times, like, I know we were on that Zeppelin. That was the first level, right? Yes, because yeah. that's the one where the, the twins went up in there and they're trying to find their father. Yep. And the the person they spoke with in Paris, I believe, said, well, if you can beat this guy and you're really Nazi hunters, then we'll talk. <laughs> and so um, they ended up taking this guy out on the Zeppelin who has, like, a... Like Rocketeer vibes, I can just kind of teleport. Rocketeer slash fucking bullet sponge. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, because it took a lot to take him down. And so and then we ended up, what, on the streets of Paris. Yeah. And that's and where we're trying to get to the, the hub, the we, main hub. We stopped at that first, after mm-hmm. that first level. But we had played, God, we'd played almost two hours because we died so many times. Yeah, it was very easy to die, and the spawn points were very unforgiving. I'm yeah. glad that they uh, kind of patched that out and said they fixed it, so we'll figure it out once we try it again. Yeah, that's what you just read. I'm excited to get back to that because I'm okay with, like, screwing up and dying and starting back, but the whole level and, you know, retracing 30 minutes of steps, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of tough. Yeah, some... and the story, the story's all right. I mean, I'd rather, this one definitely can tell this one's built more off uh, gameplay than for story. Yeah, and the gameplay's, Which is... the gameplay's great. Which is fine because it doesn't go into too much details about the previous games, which you still haven't played, yeah. uh, too. So, I mean, there's some people you probably don't recognize, but it doesn't go like heavy into the lore. Like, why is this person here and what they're doing? You know. Yeah, the only so, thing they've said is uh, BJ killed Hitler, but from what I gather, he didn't do that in Wolfenstein Two either. He did do that in Wolfenstein Two. He did. Yes. So then there's that. I was missing that story beat. But. Him killing Hitler is not the. I think the big spoiler would be like the way he did it. So that, I'm not going to bring it up. So once you play two, it's kind of like I got it's you. more the way he did it was way cool versus what he did. Right. Which I guess is also cool too. But uh, definitely a good co-op game. I don't. I don't know that mm-hmm. I'll play this solo. I think this is a definitely a co-op game. I. I there was no indication we're like oh. Like, me and you couldn't get on there that I would sit there and like, oh, all right, time for me to go through it. Yeah. I mean... I could see the AI totally screwing you up on it. I, I would legit probably have to do um, take my chances and do a Anon online, you know, like just... Get around to somebody and, and hope that somebody's like serious, like, yeah, man, let's fucking play this shit, you know? Kind of like how you did when you did your Call of Duty Black Ops 4 playthrough on the, the Battle Royale map where you ended up... Um, Meeting somebody who was actually pretty interested in the game versus, you know, the bullshit people like, kill my teammate. Yeah. Take their stuff. Laugh yeah, in their face. Send them cool. messages in their inbox. Kill yourself. <laughs> yes, thank you. How That's could, why I come online to play games. Yep. How could you suck so bad as I gun you down? <laughs> steal, <laughs> steal your shit. Yeah, you stupid, you stupid bitch. <laughs> Thanks for the first aid. You oh, suck. Man. Uh, listener, friend of the show, Charles likes to tell stories about jumping into PUBG with randos, and it'll be like a squad of three, and they just they use him as a mule until the like until the last like three or four squads, and they kill him and take his shit. First aid mule. Oh, I feel so bad for him. All right, you hinted at it. Let's do it. It is time for Wii Fest 2019. Witcher time. It's always Witcher time. All right, so I picked up. Uh, this is gonna be my hot take of the year. You ready for this? Yep. I played it two weeks ago. I picked it back up to trying to get into it. And I also popped in another game to try that had been on my list. Here's my hot take. I'm finally getting to it. I prefer Wario Land Shake It to Super Mario Galaxy. I think it is a better game. It looks better to me. It performs better. I'm having more fun with it. It seems more original. I see you, I see you, I see you grimacing. No, it performs a weird word. Uh, I, have, I have no, uh, I have no say in this game because I, I, for one, Wii's my least play. I don't play Nintendo consoles that often. Let's put it that way. Uh, there's only certain games that pulls me in Nintendo consoles because I didn't play my GameCube a lot. I just played a lot of Wind Waker. I barely played my Wii. 
Um, I don't. I never played Wario. Shake it. I put maybe two hours in the Galaxy. I put maybe 15 minutes in the Galaxy Two. Um, so it doesn't bother me. Small sample Whatever you size. Whatever you say, because I mean, it's like I. I haven't played the games enough to be defended. Well, people people put Mario Galaxy so. up on a on up on a pedestal, and they're they're two totally different games. But you know, we play tons of games, and some games grab us, and some games don't. Like I really want to like Mario Galaxy, and it's just I'm not really thinking about it. Uh, I feel like I died in stupid ways, like the uh, shit. What's there? Is a 3DS shooter? You got me this game years ago. Man, it plays beautifully on that like spherical map, like you your ship goes all the way around like each grid, like each level is its own planet type thing. You know that game I'm talking about? It was a DS series too, I think. And the team started off with a GBA game. They made this real 3DS looking GBA game. Uh, it'll come to me later. But like, I'm dying in stupid ways on Mario Galaxy. Like, I, I've never jumped that way in a Mario game, so it doesn't really make sense and I'm just falling off into pits. And it seems real, I know I'm in the beginning, but it seems real um just straightforward like they're just kind of hand holding you and walking you through it and that unfortunately that makes me fall off of certain games like luigi's mansion 2 that just it ruined it for me but why so, so which one are you talking about nano salt or nano stray nano stray that's it exactly you got it sir and they made a they made a gba game but it wasn't a nano game yeah it was a Ridon 3d iridian yep that's it i was close but, uh, so I've been reading about Wario Land Shake It, and I've been craving a 2D platformer for some reason, and, again, I'm playing these Wii games in 480i on a Sony Trinitron, a 14-inch, so I'm, I'm trying to get through component. I'm trying to get, like, the full, you know, great Wii image type thing, right? And, uh, Wario Land just looks amazing. There's, like, an anime intro to it. Did you, did you see any of that? Have you seen any of that before? Probably, but it's been so long. There's like this Wario anime intro, and it's just zany Wario madness. And it plays the same, like, the Wario Land games I've played are the Game Boy ones, uh, the Virtual Boy one, and the GBA one that everybody has if you're a, a 3DS ambassador. Kind of a throwback to that program. Mm -hmm. But you, it, it kind of plays the same way where you'll pick up an enemy, but you, you kind of shake... It has that controller shaking gimmick, so... It doesn't seem to be as bad as... Did you play Donkey Kong Country for a Wii? Donkey Kong Country Returns? Probably, like, I, I put maybe... I've almost beat the game on 3DS. I probably put, like, maybe 15 minutes on the Wii. I don't oh. I don't, I don't play my Nintendo consoles like that, man. I think the most I probably played... I probably played more on the Wii U than I did on any other Nintendo console. Yeah. The 3DS is probably the way to go because to get Donkey Kong to roll, to do, you know, how Donkey Kong Country, you roll out and then you can jump to jump further... To do that at all, you have to shake the Wii remote. So that's like the element of the game is shaking the Wii remote to roll Donkey Kong. Mm -hmm. But it's not as like it's for picking up items or picking up enemies in Mario Land. It's just not as it's not as bad. And there's almost there's a throw mechanic from Yoshi's Island. You know how you, in Yoshi's Island you can line up that reticle like do 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 to throw the mm -hmm. eggs. Yeah, uh, it's like that, but you angle the Wii remote, and again, it's it's not very. Uh, it's not in the way. It's not one of those waggle, super waggle Wii games that people hate. But uh, it looks really sharp and plays well, and it has. A, it seems to have a lot more charm than Mario Galaxy. I know everybody was waiting for Mario Galaxy, and it was a big deal. Like I think we got it for Christmas that year. But uh, hey, maybe it gets better. I, we'll see. I'll try out both of them and keep going. Uh, another Wii title that I got, and Michael's talked about this on the podcast before. I just got this in yesterday and actually tried it out. Uh, Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare Reflex Edition. 
And this is the full Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare. It's the campaign and the multiplayer on a Wii disc with the Wii shooter controls. Mm -hmm. And you've said you don't play, you haven't played the Nintendo consoles that much. Did you play many Wii shooters at all? No. No? So this has a real intuitive um, shooting mechanic. The only other one I had played, Russell and I got Call of Duty 3 because it was a launch title. And we figured with the motion controls, that'd be the definitive way to play. I don't know if, I don't know if it still is. I don't know if that statement has stood the test of time, but we had a pretty good time with it. But you move around, you know, you move around with the nunchuck, and you aim with the Wii remote, and you've got your reticle built in there. But a cool thing about it, and you, you know, you shoot with the B button on the back of the Wii remote. The cool thing about it is, while you're moving around in that, it almost seems like VR could use this solution. If you hit the A button on top of the Wii remote, it like it stops your screen. Like you can still move your reticle around inside that frozen screen and not be quite as motion sick. Like it doesn't it's almost like you have a next tier of zooming the camera in, if that makes any sense. So you can look around with the Wii remote like your right your right control stick, like a camera, you know? Mm -hmm. Then you hold it you hold that A button to freeze that thing and then you can look down the reticle and it just it seems real intuitive to 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 play a shooter that way. I could see why people liked it so much. And I played one... I played the intro mission of the campaign with the uh, the famous Knife the Watermelon. And then I played the cargo ship, which is the opening of that, which I couldn't beat on the remaster for some reason. I got, kept getting trapped in the fucking water. Like I was mm -hmm. running too slow. And then uh, I jumped... <laughs> I thought... Okay, big correction, I guess, on air here. I thought all Wii online services were off. Apparently, it's just the Wii Shop, and then like all the Wii Nintendo channel and the Wii Vote channel and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and the Netflix and all that shit. Yep. So all that's turned off. So I go to multiplayer just to see what it does, dude. I got in a team deathmatch room immediately, <laughs> and proceeded to get slaughtered. I got, but I did get three kills. I think I got three kills and died like fifteen times. But uh, that was the full. That was the full Call of Duty four multiplayer in there that one match i played that was it was the real deal mm -hmm. you melee with the down but the controls are super weird though outside of the movement the movement feels good but like melee is uh the down button on the d-pad on the top of the wii remote um grenades were the one and two buttons at the bottom of the wii remote you know like the ab if you hold it sideways mm -hmm. so it's definitely kind of weird but it was cool to me to play a game from so long ago and it, it still have the the servers up and not just like, I know they're still up for PS3 and um, the remaster for PS4 and Xbox One, but it's it's backwards compatible with 360, isn't it? The Xbox One version? I think uh, at this point, every Call of Duty is backwards compatible. Even Ghost? I think, I, yeah, I think even Ghost. Ghost is, <laughs> remember, Ghost is backwards compatible before fucking Modern Warfare. <laughs> yeah. Some people were so pissed. Yeah, you're, I think you're right. All those went backwards compatible. So, I mean, it's cool that those servers are still up on that side, but this is... This was probably the least played version of that game, and those servers are still up, so that's really cool. Shout out to the other Richard that was in the game. There were two of us on the same team, and also I get I kept getting killed by Steph underscore Curry many times. He's out there. He's making three-point shots and killing people in Call of Duty. Week. Dude, he was my nemesis. He was tearing me up. <laughs> so those were my... I'm sure, I'm sure uh, Clay was there laughing as uh, you were dying. He was helping him out. Hey, Clay was on that uh, Modern Warfare live stream. Is that is that the reference you're making? No. Did you see him at that thing? He was at that multiplayer event. Yeah, I saw him there. Yeah. 
the other Wii game I popped in is not enough to talk about, but I, I did pop in Skyward Sword because I got that copy just to see what it would look like. And outside of the forced widescreen, which was like shrinks the vertical resolution really weird, I'm going to pop in that other TV and see what it looks like. Um, I don't know if you remember this or not, or if we even had to deal with this with the... I'm, you said I had a physical copy. We're going to go with that because I don't even remember. Dude, there's like five minutes of instructional videos at the start of that game teaching you how to hook up the Wii Remote Plus and the Nunchuck. Unskippable videos, I might add. So I watched this whole thing for... It, it even warned you. It's like, this is going to be three and a half minutes before you can play the game. I'm like, what? I've already got everything hooked up. Why is it telling me to do this? Do you remember that at all? I don't remember any of that game. <laughs> you need to play it with me. We will play the motion controls together. We will defeat the Skyward Sword, and we will see Fabio Ganon together. We will, that is the ultimate quest. You know it is. Don't deny nah, it. Nah, he's in there. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That bitch is in there. Fabio Ganon. Oh, man, we can never find that picture. Michael thinks he finds him all the time. We, ne we never see the Fabio Ganon. No, Michael, Michael calls bullshit on us every time. He's like, he says, the guy you described doesn't fucking exist. It's not, it's not who he says it is. It's a different character. Russell knows it, too. Ugh, I mean, we make that joke every year. <laughs> he's fucking real. It's, it's not a fucking uh, legend. Next time, we just need to remember which song it does it on that Zelda concert. And, uh, and look it up later on YouTube and see exactly which song it is. Whenever they decide to go back again, I guess. Yeah, they were just... That company that was sending out the emails for the Zelda Symphony, they were sending me like National Geographic shit. They were going to do some kind of nature show soundtrack in the background, I guess. Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't see them coming back until after uh, Breath of the Wild 2 comes out, after a couple of Zeldas come in there and get some different stuff. Some new music? That's my guess. Do you think uh, Link's Awakening, like a super successful Link's Awakening, would, would be enough to bring it back? Yeah, I think that would just be part of the suite they're playing, but I think they would wait for Breath of the Wild 2. Yeah. All right, sir. We're over an hour, just barely. Ready to wrap this thing up and get out? Yeah, let's do it. Next week will be a huge show with uh, lots of Gamescom news. Um, Sony might be acquiring some studios. We don't know. We can't see into the future. What are you shaking your head for? Because we have all the answers already. We don't. We. I mean, you might have a Magic 8-Ball over there, but other than that, we, we have no clue. I have a single answer. You have a already. single answer. All right, you can find the podcast on iTunes. How does Sunset Overdrive 2 sound like to you? Uh, only if it is a Microsoft exclusive. That technically could happen. Shake the Magic 8-Ball. Mm -hmm. The likelihood is zero. 10%. That is also a chance. Mm -hmm. Tune in next week to find out what we're talking about, our cryptic messages. All right, you can find this iTunes. This iTunes. You can find this podcast every Tuesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, the Apples. I started with that one. Overcast, Google Play. <laughs> oh, SoundCloud. Spotify, SoundCloud, our partner. Yes, <laughs> uh, we're on social media on Instagram and Twitter's No Podcast. Don't uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Don't forget, we're also on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> I think our Skype call has turned into some sort of echo. It's not working out so well. No, it's, it's working great. It's working. No, it's fine on my end. Bit. We're good. I'm enjoying, the, I'm enjoying this bit right now. Where I just keep naming stuff that you already named already. 
we'll never make progress. <laughs> or I'll just read off every single one and you repeat it. You just reiterate. All right, this podcast will be up soon. And uh, thank you guys for joining us this week. And we'll catch you next week. Bye. Under Bruce. All right, let's try it again. Yeah, that waveform's way better. What you got in the oven? Just chicken. Just chicken? Yep, just chicken. No vegetables? No, I do. I do that in the microwave. What vegetables in the oven. What vegetables in the microwave? Uh, right now nothing. <laughs> I'm just making chicken. <laughs>